You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Filato, joined as always by Chris Flum. And Chris, instead of something big happening after we record this podcast, the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio, something happened just prior to us recording, and it prompted me to send a tweet, a joking tweet, where I had several misspellings in the tweet that I am embarrassed about, but I will not go back on it, Chris. I will not. But as I said, New York Giants signed wide receiver, drumroll, Jameis Crowder to their team. And yes, that means they have Wandell Robinson, Sterling Shepard, Paris Campbell, and Jamison Crowder. That is a lot of slot machines. And I joked on Twitter, Chris, and let me know if it's a good joke, that the New York Giants should move to Las Vegas because they are a slot machine. And then I saw my way out because that was a corny dad joke. But how you doing, my friend? I, I'm doing well. And, you know, be proud of the corny dad jokes. I Phoenix is proud of him. <laughs> he is your fur baby now. Oh, yes. My my dog loves my corny dad jokes. But this is an interesting move, right? And you look at Jamison Crowder. I thought he would have been older because I just know he's been around the league for a while back in, with his days in Washington. It's another Duke player as well. It's the fourth Duke player on the New York Giants roster right now. This is somebody who was a fourth-round pick back in the 2015 NFL draft, spent his first contract with Washington with a very solid slot option with Kirk Cousins, and then he goes to the Jets, deals with some injuries, had two solid seasons, each with six touchdowns, and then 2021, a little bit injury-plagued, but still had 71 targets, 51 catches for 447 yards, two tutties, and then last year with Buffalo, he was splitting the slot role with Isaiah McKenzie, and he ended up breaking his ankle, I believe the injury was, and he missed the rest of the season. So what are your impressions of this move and the Giants just building a wide receiver room filled with slot options? Yeah, it's it. On one hand, it makes sense because who knows when or if Sterling Shepard will be able to play and just what kind of player he will be after after two pretty significant injuries the last two years. Wandale Robinson, he's coming back from a torn ACL. So, you know, kind of who knows with him, you know, when he will be ready to play if he have to start on the pup list or whatever. So the Giants need somebody to man the slot in their offense. And I suppose right now, Jamison Crowder might be kind of the best affordable option. There are a few things make it kind of a questionable move for me. The first is that he is coming off of a fractured ankle. He has had injury con- injury problems throughout his career. And the Giants have a lot of players on their offense with significant injury histories. They've got Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, uh, Darren Waller, now Paris Campbell, Wandell Robinson, Sterling Shepard, and 
the list kind of goes on from there. And it, it just, it's starting to get to the point where you say, you know, what happens if all of these guys get injured again? <laughs> it would be really unfortunate. And another thing about Jamison Crowder, and I know the Giants added Jeff Smith, the wide receiver from the Jets, so the New York Giants are just loving these former wide receivers of their crosstown rivals. Jamison Crowder can be a punt returner as well. That's something that he's done throughout his career. And I think the loss of Richie James has really put the onus on the Giants to find a punt returner. Richie James was supposed to be that guy, fumbled twice against the Seattle Seahawks, and that led to Adoree Jackson being a punt returner, led to the injury, led to a lot of unfortunate uh, trans, uh, <laughs> just unfortunate things that happened with the New York football Giants last year, losing Adoree Jackson. Although this move I'm a little surprised by. I, I am, but I think you bring up a lot of good points there, Chris. You don't know when Wondell Robinson is going to be back. You're not really sure if Sterling Shepard's going to give you anything. Paris Campbell has an extensive injury history. So you're looking at a wide receiver core that has a ton of slot options, obviously. But Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, and Darren Waller, those are your three, I guess you could say, outside guys. Or as you made a nice joke, and I'm going to allow you to tell the joke if you want to, Chris, before this podcast, those are your three bigger guys. Yeah, it seems like the way the Giants are kind of building their offense Darren Waller and Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton are the only guys who can get the plates off the top shelf in the cafeteria anymore. Colin Johnson, too. Colin Johnson, he can go up on the roof if he wants. He doesn't even go louder. louder. Yeah, he's a, he's a big guy. He can get healthy and get out there. I really liked what I saw from him from training camp. But yeah, this was a very, I would say, interesting move by the New York Giants. I'm sure this is going to be a veteran minimum type of deal might not even make the final team they'll test out his ankle and if he can provide value at 29 years old to this 2023 new york giant squad then he'll slide in possibly be that punt returner and maybe earn some snaps within the offense if wandale robinson and sterling shepherd have any kind of hiccups within their recoveries yeah from that perspective the move does make sense it's just it was kind of a surprise and I would say in some ways a pleasant surprise because for the first time in the history of this podcast, news broke before we hit record as opposed to just after. Normally, I don't know how to do it, but the Giants wait until just after we finish recording to make a move, to make some kind of news. And then we have to either re-record or, I don't know, do something. <laughs> Well, you say that now and you just put the jinx on us because I'm sure after we're done recording this, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to sign with the Giants or something ridiculous is going to happen. Eli Manning coming out of retirement. No, okay. <laughs> I'm obviously screwing around, but just like you just alluded to or just said, <laughs> last time we just recorded, the Giants made a signing. and We didn't get to opine on that signing, and that was the Giants bringing in Bobby McCain, the former Washington commander, similar to Jameson Crowder, and the former Miami Dolphin to – play in their secondary to be an option as either a nickel or a safety. I believe Dan Duggan tweeted today that Bobby McCain stated, and I didn't get a chance to watch his introductory press conference if he had one yet, stated that he wants to start next to Xavier McKinney and be a starting safety. What were your initial thoughts on the Giants adding Bobby McCain? The Giants came as close as they could to replacing Julian Love without retaining Julian Love. The two are very similar athletically. I think Love is a bit better athlete, a little bit bigger. Obviously, he's a couple years younger than Bobby McCain. I think Love is 26. McCain is 29, if I remember correctly. 
but their athletic traits by and large are pretty similar. They had pretty similar paths to the safety position. Both started out as cornerbacks, uh, did a lot of, we'll just say general nickel duty where they covered the slot, played some free safety, just kind of being that third defensive back. And I think the Giants needed somebody who could provide that skill set for Wink Martindale's defense because Julian Love allowed them to do so much on defense and not just keep the same defensive scheme when Xavier McKinney got hurt last year. Just his ability to play free safety, to play up in the box, to play the slot, to blitz, do all of those things we talked about so much during the season that really opened up Wink Martindale's defense with coverage rotations, with being able to use man coverage when it didn't look like he was using man coverage to send pressure from really unexpected angles. And if the Giants didn't replace that, they were going to miss that skill set. And I still think they're going to miss Julian Love because I don't believe Bobby McCain can can uh, can really replicate what Julian Love provided. But I still think it's a solid veteran addition who can still wear some hats because this is a player who has played in the box, although I don't feel like he's as effective as Julian Love in the box. A little bit more missed tackle rate, not as much oomph to at the tackle point, I would say, not as much power, although you see some of his hits coming from range, from like the deep half or middle of the field closed. He had a hit in 2021 on Dalton Schultz on a deep dig route where he just absolutely annihilated Dalton Schultz. I felt bad for the Cowboys tight end. But I do think Bobby McCain has a, I would say, a very broad vision in zone and match type of principles. I think he's a very aware, spatially type of player. And I, I like his short area athletic traits as well as his speed and his acceleration. I feel like he has a second gear. He has recovery speed. He has oily hips. I have a little bit of issues with him deep in man coverage. I feel like his body presence as the route progresses to 20 yards and, and past that, it's not as it's not as in the hip pocket as I've seen from Bobby McCain operating around the line of scrimmage and on intermediate routes. But he played in that Jack Del Rio system. He started two years there, handling a lot of different roles. And there's a lot of match principles within that system. And he was a player that Jack Del Rio tasked, hey, you're the apex defender of the field. I want you to drop to a deep half. Okay, I want you to drop from the field side over the tight end to the flat. And he had the type of range, acceleration, foot speed, and all those athletic traits to do that. So I, I like this player, especially because I, I'm imagining the contract isn't a ton. I haven't seen the numbers quite yet, but I believe this is going to be a veteran type of deal. And I think if Dane Belton flounders, if Jason Pinnock gets hurt or he doesn't progress, you now have a player you can slide in there and he'll be competent. He won't be Julian Love but he'll be competent. He'll bring experience. And I think if he does play Jake Fromm twice, he will intercept him twice. <laughs> yeah, Jake Fromm State Farm there? Jake Fromm State Farm there. But no, I, I'm fine with this addition by the New York Giants. Again, you, you need to add players who can handle a variety of different roles, a variety of different responsibilities. Bobby McCain has played with what, like four or five defensive coordinators? He's played with Kevin Burke, Josh Boyer, Patrick Graham, he's played with Vance Joseph, I think, if we go back to like his rookie season in the league. And then last year with Jack Del Rio, the last two years, where I would say he was a solid NFL safety defensive back, however you want to kind of define him. But I'm, I'm fine with this addition. What about you? Did you like this um, adding, the Giants adding a guy like Bobby McCain? 
Yeah, I think it's perfectly fine. I don't think it's an exciting ad. I don't think... I don't know that he's going to be starting next to Xavier McKinney. I don't believe that his presence, nor frankly the presence of Dane Belton or Jason Pinnock, would really stop the Giants from drafting a safety or a nickel defensive back like uh, Brian Branch if they decide they like him and the the draft board just falls that way. You know, I have to admit I wasn't terribly excited by the safety class, but I was impressed by several of them at the NFL scouting combine. And I think there are some, I think there are skill sets in this draft that the Giants can use. So uh, I think Bobby McCain makes a good safety net for the Giants, which is kind of the feeling I get from several of their recent additions. Yeah, and that safety net is important. So now the Giants can enter the draft and they won't feel obligated to get a safety or reach for a safety because you have a player like Bobby McCain. But like as you said, if they love a guy, it's not going to preclude them from selecting him and bringing him on board. And I think that's where this Bobby McCain signing makes sense. And we'll have to wait and see who wins that starting role. I mean, ideally, we don't want Bobby McCain to star. And it's no indictment on Bobby McCain. It's just the Giants drafted Dane Belton in the fourth round last year, you want Dane Belton to seize that opportunity. Like Avenged Sevenfold said, seize the day, right? I'm pretty sure they are the philosophical type of entity that we want to relate to the term <laughs> seize the day, Avenged Sevenfold. But yes, hopefully Dane Belton can win that job. Yeah, I I agree with that completely. But you know, the, the Giants do still have some positions of need going forward, but fortunately, there's still the draft. There is still the draft, and one of those positions of need, although it's already been addressed by the Giants adding Nacho, Raheem Nunez, Rochez to their roster, is the defensive line. Because despite the fact that I remain high on Nacho, and I think that's an excellent signing by the Giants, I still think you need to add depth on the defensive line. And the Giants and Sean Robinson, former Rams defensive lineman, former Lions defensive lineman, Super Bowl champion Sean Robinson, they're still on talks, and they seem to be working through some things. And I'm wondering if the Giants are attempting to create cap space, which is something we've talked about on previous podcasts. There are a couple different things they could do to create cap space in the immediate. We'll have to wait and see how Joe Shane handles that. But it still seems like, even though he did not get a contract after visiting the Giants on Monday, the Giants and Ashawn Robinson, defensive lineman, they there's mutual interest there. Yeah, and I think that interest does make sense. I think... Nacho, which just as an aside, it amuses me that the Giants have gone from Snacks Harrison to Nacho. Yeah, I I, I just like the way they're kind of, I, I like the theme there. Not to mention the fact that both of those guys are just really good defensive tackles, really good run stuffers. I like that take, Chris. Nacho is a snack. And hopefully Raheem Nunez-Rochez can play to some sort of level that Snacks showed with the New York Giants because Snacks was a pretty impactful player when the Giants signed him. I believe that was back in 2015 during that huge spending spree, or 2016, I should say, leading into the 2016 season. But yeah, man, this is uh, the Ashawn Robinson edition. I, we, we've talked about it on previous podcasts. I would love to have him on this team. I wonder what kind of money he would command. And I think the Giants are still looking to add that defensive lineman. So if Robinson is not added. I think the Giants will look at defensive lines somewhere in the draft just because they want to have, I think, four deep, four reliable 
deep type of guys. You don't want those Henry Mondos who was already signed by someone else. You want somebody that you can really rely on. And I think DJ Davidson picked a, the guy they selected out of Arizona State in the fifth round coming off of a torn ACL. I'm not sure if the Giants can put a lot of stake in relying on that player. So adding defensive line depth is still, I feel like, a, a huge point of emphasis for this front office. Yeah, and I... I- I think they could definitely stand to add a lot of depth and depth they can rely on, as you put it, really throughout the entire team. And we will get into that, all of those positions and the depth that the Giants are going to look to add to this roster moving forward. But first, we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All righty, Chris. Positions of need moving forward. Has anything really changed? And I'm just reading verbatim in the doc. But what are some of the positions that you feel like the Giants have to address moving forward into the draft or possibly through these veteran signings? There are some that really kind of stick out when you look over the depth chart, but where do you want to start with this? You know, I I said in the first half that a lot of the Giants signings really feel more like creating safety blankets or safety nets for themselves, where if the draft board doesn't break in their favor they're okay. Like they don't have to reach for a player if the value isn't there. But I also still feel like the Giants could and should get a starting wide receiver, starting center, uh, if they can find a safety that is an improvement over Dane Belton or Bobby McCain. They could go that direction. Uh, another off-ball linebacker who could help improve the speed of the second level of their defense. And again, maybe cover a tight end would be nice. Um, Another starting caliber edge defender. There's a ton of them in this draft. And I'm not sure how much you can, how much you can really rely on Aziz Ojolari at this point. And again, just adding depth to their interior offensive line center, obviously, but add depth, at guard as well. You know, the Giants, yes, they made the playoffs. They won a playoff game, but there's still a lot of work to be done with this roster. There's a ton of work to be done. And I love the fact that you brought up the edge position because that's a position that I feel like not a lot of people are discussing or talking about. But if you look at what Wink Martindale did back in Baltimore, he had a nice, strong rotation of edge rushers. 
Right now, the Giants don't have a rotation. You have an injury, I don't want to say injury prone, but someone who came off an injury riddled season who has a ton of upside if he's healthy in Aziz Ojolari. He spent a second round pick on in 2021. And then Kayvon Thibodeau, a top five pick last year. And I feel like the fact that they brought back Jihad Ward gives them maybe a little bit of relief, a little bit of breathing room. But can we honestly say the Giants can rely on Ellerson Smith? And then you have Tom on Fox, who I like, but that's a player that you can upgrade over. And as you alluded to, or as you directly stated, I should say, the Giants and this draft, it's deep at edge. So I would not be shocked if the Giants take another edge rusher in this draft and then use this type of rotation to keep Ojolari really fresh and maybe take a little bit off of Kayvon Thibodeau's plate, albeit he's more of a every down type of player, I feel like, moving forward. But I think edges is, is a position that the Giants will still look at if the value meets, maybe not at 25, but the value meets, you know, at 57 for the Giants for a player that they really like. I wouldn't be floored by that type of selection. And I just don't feel like us as Giant fans are talking about it that much. Yeah. And, and I think that is in part because the Giants have invested a second and a fifth overall, a second round and a fifth overall pick in the position in the last two years. But like you said, they don't really have much behind that. And yet, come on, this is the Giants we're talking about. Their history has been defined by being able to send wave after wave of hyper-athletic pass rushers after quarterbacks and making opposing quarterbacks' lives miserable. And quite frankly, I, I want them to get back to being able to do that. I mean, look at the Philadelphia Eagles this past year, right? If we want a recent example... They're sending Hassan Reddick. They're sending Josh Sweat. They got Brandon Graham. I mean, Derek Barnett was injured, but they had a slew of pass rushers that they would just throw at you, interior defensive linemen as well. Luckily, they lost Javon Hargrave, who was an absolute beast, to the San Francisco 49ers. So I think that is a is a position that the Giants will, will look to add to this roster at some point. Maybe it's not day two, but I, I think you need depth there and just younger players, which is crazy because as, as we said, they have a lot of youth there, but you just need more reliable depth. And if you're not going to sign another veteran edge and it's just a hot board, I think that makes sense. But center is the position that really sticks out right now, Chris. And I know the Giants hosted the former Steeler guard center. JC, do you want to try this? I know you probably have more, uh, <laughs> I think it's Hassanur, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to go with Hassenauer. Hassenauer, that, that sounds like it could be German, and I believe you are German. I am not German, so I was going to allow you to take that one, but Hassenauer makes a lot of sense. He has 545 center or center snaps under his belt, 147 at left guard, so not a ton of experience. He was a UDFA out of Alabama back in 2018. He joined the Falcons, and and he ended up on Pittsburgh for the last three years. And now he's free agent. He visited the New York Giants. That would just be a depth type of guy, not necessarily someone you want to start, but just someone who has at least some center experience and not Ben Bredesen or Josh Azudu or these players who have very little center experience. So I think the Giants need to look at adding a veteran center, and that's going to be a priority position heading into the draft. Although I'll say this, man. I still don't want the Giants to be like, hey, let's overdraft this center because we're desperate. I don't think this front office will operate that way, and that's not a winning solution in my opinion. No, I, I could see maybe their second-round pick being a center. The, the second round seems to produce a fair amount of pretty good centers. Now, I think because that's where the guys who have high floors tend to get drafted. The guys with you know really high athletic upside, they go in the first round. But – 
if you're drafting based on athletic upside, sometimes the floor doesn't match the potential and you can get draft busts or even just guys who just don't live up to that potential. Yeah, I I could see the Giants drafting a center with the 26th pick in the second round, maybe a a Ricky Stromberg or or an Aluatime out of uh, Michigan. Yeah, those guys who don't have maybe the... the athletic upside of a guy like uh, Tipman, who has been rising up draft boards lately, maybe because of his mullet, truly excellent mullet, a mullet befitting an offensive lineman. But time out, Chris. Have you ever had a mullet? I have actually very br- when I was younger, early nineties. I'm just saying that it wasn't even a mullet. It was really just kind of a normal boy's haircut with a tail. Early nineties, you were like five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I had it right up until I, uh, second grade, something like that. <laughs> okay, Chris. Nice man. I've seen a little bit of Tipman tape though, and it's not just the mullet. It's also the quick feet. It's also the framing of blocks. It's the positioning. I, I felt like he was pretty technically savvy, which something you you get out of a lot of Big Ten type of linemen. He is the Wisconsin center, so that is a name to monitor somewhere on day two. But other position groups, not to stray away from Senex, we know that is, a, a like I said before, a point of emphasis. I think safety is still on the board, and you brought up linebacker, interior offensive line, and even wide receivers still. <laughs> now, I know the Giants seem to be interested in Jackson Smith and Jigba, Chris, at 25. I don't think he'll be there. But if they do add Jackson Smith and Jigba, holy crap! The the amount of slot receivers in that wide receiver room <laughs> that that would be uh, that'd be something that a lot of people would uh, would have fun with around the NFL. Yeah, and that's actually something the Giants have flirted flirted with before, where they just kept signing slot receiver after slot receiver, and it looked like they were trying to build like a five slot offense. And I think that is something we. Maybe not right now when we move on to the draft fully and really kind of break down this wide receiver group, but just one of the trends I've noticed is that there are very few true X receivers. You know, the guys that are outside, they can live up on the line of scrimmage, deal with physical press man coverage. They can command double teams and beat them. Yeah, There really aren't that many guys who like that, the prototypical big outside receiver in this draft. For the most part, teams are going to have to choose between either big receivers or small dynamic receivers. There aren't really any big dynamic receivers, and the Giants have also had dinner with Zay Flowers out of Boston College, who is another small but very dynamic receiver. So I know there are a lot of Giants fans who pine for the days of Plasco Burris and want them to get that big, powerful receiver, that guy just might not be there for them this year. Might not be. There's a Flowers can play outside, as can Jordan Addison, or at least Jordan Addison played outside this past year under Lincoln Riley. But if you go back to his days at Pitt when he won the Bolitnikoff, it was much more of a slot-oriented type of type of um wide receiver and in this past year also he was used emotion so much too so he was outside but it was it wasn't 
uh, a traditional type of role. Like in terms of traditional wide receivers who are going to be X, if you want to label them that, Quentin Johnston from TCU, Cedric Tillman from Tennessee are kind of those two that come to mind for me. But Chris, do you have anything else before we get out of here? No, I I think that about does it with just where the giant where things are right now in Giants land. I am really looking forward to focusing on the draft fully because this is I think going to be a very fascinating draft to study and follow along with and I think it's really going to test a lot of teams. Now, I've said this before. I said this to Ed privately and I believe I tweeted it out. This is going to be one of those drafts where one or two teams absolutely crush it and set themselves up for a ton of future success. And then there's going to be a bunch of other teams that completely whiff and GMs get themselves fired. Oh, geez. That would be unfortunate. Don't think it's going to happen to Joe Shane. I believe he has a pretty long leash, and I'm just hoping that he finds guys who... Who can be starters in this league? Because if we're going to be honest here, with the amount of contracts that the Giants have given out, right, where you have Daniel Jones with a limited cap hit this year, you have a lot of players with limited cap hits in 2023. They're going to need to hit on these draft picks in order to be a team that's going to compete year in and year out because you don't have a quarterback who's on your rookie contract right now. And do you have anything on that, bud, before we get out of here? Nope. You know, I, I, I just completely agree. The Giants are going to have to transition to building through the draft and really working to develop the players that they draft. They're going to need a plan. They're going to need to, I think, not force the draft and let it come to them, which that is another way of looking at what their free agency signings have done where, you know, they haven't addressed, they haven't addressed the edge position yet they haven't really addressed the center position yet and those are two positions where this draft is very deep they haven't addressed the cornerback position which is one we actually didn't mention really and this is a this is a fantastic draft for cornerbacks so i as much as the giants are focusing on wide receivers and you know dining with them and putting away a ton of calories <laughs> scouting the position i think we could safely concentrate on corner interior offensive line, specifically center and edge and maybe come across quite a few guys who have legitimate shots of being giants in 2023. Yeah. Cornerback is definitely a huge need, but Hey, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on big blue view radio. If you have not done so yet, please like subscribe, comment on this podcast and also head on over to bigblueview.com and check out all of our written content that would be lovely that would be excellent let's go giants and let's see if they add another slot receiver here in the coming weeks take care everyone and have a good one more to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.